What's up everyone? We are talking today about creating the most efficient workout that you have ever done. That's what we've created at Unity Gym. That's what we do with our UMS online coaching. And today we're gonna go deep into really revealing the story as to how we got here and why it is such a revolution. Good morning everybody. Uh, if you are new here, my name is Yanni Bullmeister. Across the table from me, if you're watching live or on YouTube, is my brother Rad. Behind the mic, the voice of God is none other than the Richard, the Richard Lellies. Uh, and we are Unity Gym and the Unified Movement System. Now, we pride ourselves in turning driven people into athletes. If you want to know how we do it, we have a lot of free content that you can download to get started our blueprint for flexibility, strength, or nutrition. They're all available on our website, unitygym.com. Uh, they are also available in the description for the podcast and for the YouTube video. Big shout out to both our podcast listeners and our YouTube viewers. But biggest shout out to everyone joining us live on the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. If you guys haven't got yourself over there yet, jump over and join. Now, we are getting a lot of applications for this group. I rejected about 14 people over the last three days. All of them had not ticked the box to agree to abide by the code of conduct. It is very important that we get the right type of person in there. And the first test you could call it that Rad and I have said is, are you paying attention? Are you reading the, uh, the rules? Are you, um, are you going to abide by the code of conduct? We don't want spammers in there. We, don't want, uh, we want to keep it on point. So that's very important to us. So if you don't tick that box, you will not get in. Good morning, Clay. First one. Oh, Lee is the first one to comment, actually. Good morning, Lee. Uh, now, question of the day before we get started. How long do you train each day? How long do you have allocated for your daily training session? If... If you follow us a lot, we're big on habit. We're big on creating habit. That's what we're talking about this week, creating what we call a healthy, balanced exercise habit. And that actually means that we train pretty much every day. It doesn't mean that we're in the gym every day, but it means that we do some form of movement every single day. And uh, five of those days is usually, five or six is usually spent in the gym if you're training with us. How long do you have every day? And uh, maybe why? Uh how are you, Rad? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm looking forward to um, to this discussion. This one is a big one for me. We're going to find out in a minute why, but um, yeah, I think you wanted to kick it off. So. Yeah. How, how are you today, Richard? Good, Yanni. Um, feeling energized for another great workout today. Awesome. And a good podcast. Fantastic. Now, just to reframe, uh, yesterday we did share, uh, and we've shared all week, you know, what it took to get to where we are today. We're going to go deep today in, in, in lifting the curtain and showing you exactly how we do the most efficient 60-minute workout on the planet in our gym here at Unity Gym. Uh, and it differs slightly from the UMS online coaching because most people that train with us online have a little bit more time to go to the gym than 60 minutes. Some of them don't, and that and and we're gonna. That's why we're gonna reveal how we do it here, so you guys, the online viewers, can also learn a bit. And then tomorrow we're gonna talk about how we did it for our at-home workouts with zero equipment. But first we're gonna just bring you up to speed with why why we did this. Uh, you know, and, and if we just recap what we talked about earlier in the week, we got to a point where we knew that we needed to train strength, flexibility, and fitness in balance. We knew that developing all three of those attributes would provide the ideal athletic platform or base or foundation. 
And so we started to uh, try to do what most people do, which is to separate them into different workouts. So we'd focus on one day on strength and the next day on flexibility and then some another day on cardiovascular fitness. That delivered a terrible result because we weren't able to get the amount of volume and consistency and frequency on each of those specific goals and attributes. And we really didn't go anywhere. We didn't get any good results. So we eliminated any any um, concept of do a flexibility class, do a strength class, do a skills class, you know, on different days. I'll go so far and I'm sure Rad will poke more holes in this in a moment, but that it is useless. It, prov it provides what we want, but not what we need and it doesn't get good results. So we abolished that concept. So the next thing we went to town on doing is training two to three times a day. We did our I personally did an early morning cardio session, which was a run, and it usually was only 15 to 30 minutes because that's all I had time for. And then we came to the gym, and about mid-morning, around 8 or 9 o'clock, we kicked off a, a marathon, two-hour, 90-minute to two-hour strength training um, workout. And then at about mid-afternoon, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we gathered our thoughts, we mustered up some energy, and we got going again to do our flexibility training workout, which usually was around 90 minutes as well. And that produced very good results initially, and Rad will share a little bit more about it. But very quickly, we started to fall off the wagon with our flexibility training because, as you would obviously see, it's a lot to get done in a day. And I got very frustrated because after about six months, our business went backwards. Our physical capability was moving forwards, but our business was falling apart because we weren't getting anything done at work. And I pulled the team together and just said, look, other than the fact that we're not getting anything done, this is very unrealistic for anyone else to do. And I think it's wrong. We need to figure out uh, how to get our workouts more efficient. And I basically put my foot down and said to the boys, you cannot train for three or four hours a day during work hours. It's just not right. So Rad uh, is going to share how he uh, re retaliated or pivoted, I should say, um, at which inevitably became the workout we teach today, which is incredibly effective. Yeah, look, we went back to doing one <coughs> training session a day and, uh, and I was even pushing it to, to, I trained longer than you guys back then for about three hours. Um, you guys were training for about an hour and a half to two hours and, and you guys pretty much almost just cut flexibility training from your training because you know you, you you were much more prioritizing strength that was where your priority was but for me um i was really i was obsessed with getting more flexible but i was also very well aware that if i wanted to learn calisthenics i had to do strength training as well and so i did what everybody that everybody that understands how to put a program together based on what all of the research and all of the old school ways of doing it are, which is you, you do your strength training first, you get that out of the way, and then you do your flexibility training. But there's a couple of problems with that. The first problem is the workout takes a really long time because you can't strength train properly and just go from one set to the next set. You have to take a certain amount of rest between sets. And depending on what the goals are for the actual cycle that you're in, what you're pairing your exercises with, your rest period should be anywhere from you know, uh, anywhere from 60 seconds to, th to three or four minutes between each each set, you know. I'm not talking about being a power lifter or an Olympic weightlifter where you're doing one RMs and things like that, you know. So most people, 60 to sixty seconds to four minutes. So you're sitting there for a lot of time doing nothing. You, you're just sitting there in your workout and then you get to the end of that workout where you're pretty cooked already and then you have to go and do flexibility. And I, you know, I had this plan of what I was going to do in five or six days of training and I never stuck to it. I only ever actually did the amount of flexibility that I planned to do 
on maybe two days a week because I was just so cooked. I just couldn't do it. And I remember just thinking to myself, I was just so I was so pissed off that I couldn't I couldn't do the training that I like. I just knew like in the same way in business, in the same way that you had this this really real raw feeling that if we didn't do more, we were never going to achieve financial success or business success. I had the same feeling in my gut of that if I didn't do this, if I didn't do what was written down on paper, I would never become you know, the mover that I wanted to be. I would never get to the level of strength and flexibility that I wanted. And I, and I just knew that. And I was so pissed off that we just couldn't get it done. And so I, I remember it was out of frustration. I just said to myself, fuck this, I'm gonna do one set of strength and then one set of flexibility. And, I just, and I'm saying this so passionately because that's how frustrated I was. I was just so pissed off that I couldn't find a way to become strong and flexible and still get everything else done that I wanted to do in my life. Um, or that we needed to do, not wanted to do, but needed because my training was more what I wanted to do, but everything else is what I needed to do. And so I just started doing one set of strength training and one set of flexibility training, one set of strength, one set of flexibility. And, and you guys were just, you know, looking at me like I, I, I was really used to the idea that you guys used to look at what I, I, I did and, and not join in with it. You did your own thing. I did my thing. But it was, it was that I had Phil there watching over me that Phil used to say to me every now and then, he'd say, oh, Rad, you know, if you, if you do a bench press and you also do that stretch in between sets, you're actually going to weaken yourself for the bench press and, you know, because of this, this and that and that. And so I, I would, um, uh, I, I, through listening to that and then looking at the stretches that I wanted to do in, in, in my week and at the time I was working with Joachim, um, Hilderson, who's somebody that's taught me a lot about flexibility. I was doing online coaching with him. So he had a program that was written for me that I would do from Monday to Saturday. But then I had my strength training that I would do that was the UMS. And then I would, so I was starting to change what he was giving me to suit it, to fit in with the UMS based on what Phil was telling me about, is this gonna you know, increase my risk of injury or reduce my strength potential? And it came to what we have now, which is this idea where when you're doing upper body strength training, you're doing lower body flexibility. And when you're doing lower body strength training, you're doing upper body flexibility. And when I got it to that point, Phil started to look at it and go, yeah, that, that won't interfere with that. Um, and then that, I eventually looked at the classes and I thought, you know what, we could actually teach the classes this way. And I made the call that we we're going to start doing it in the classes. And, and I remember you really didn't agree with it but you just you were used to the idea that if i wanted to make a change in the class i wasn't going to take well, no for was, an answer it, it coincided with a period where i was stepping away from uh the uh, the uh, the personal training role anyway and uh but i admit that initially i i very much uh, uh not rejected but i was apprehensive about um doing this but i i tend to let you just do your thing and then learn from the mistakes you make yeah. along the way yeah. and and it and look it there has been many along yeah. the way you know we moved we've moved very heavily into the direction of flow and things like that that definitely didn't work out well for us it didn't produce good results we've moved heavily in like too heavily into calisthenics and gymnastics which just ended up hurting a lot of people and and people weren't ready for it and that didn't pr produce good results but this was one time where 
you know, letting you get run with an idea and a concept uh, turned out really well. And, I, and I'll genuinely um, uh, front up and say that I uh, was very surprised with the results that it produced. Uh, and, I, I, and I think as are a lot of other scholarly people, people that are um, traditionally trained. Well, a lot of trainers are. We're seeing a lot of trainers around the world that are really taking note of what we're doing and, and even we're starting to see people start to try to copy us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, good luck. You'll be five years behind us because it took us a hell of a long time to figure out how to do it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's produced phenomenal results. Um, people are, are getting really strong, really flexible, and really fit all at the same time. And at Unity Gym, it happens in a one-hour workout. If we do the mobility routine at the end, it goes for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, but the mobility routine is a, you know, it's a good thing to do, but it's, it's not essential. You know, you can get away with it. People are still not doing the mobility routine and getting good, work, um, good results. But in, in 75 minutes, in, in one hour and 15 minutes, people are just getting unbelievable results and uh, again it's it's come through a lot of i've had to refine it a lot and the things that i've refined is it's funny um this is why the 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 main driver behind the flexibility the birth of the flexibility masterclass and the moving away from the mobility masterclass is that one of the refinements that i've had is to reduce the amount of exercises that we do in one workout. I, you know, if you go back a year, we were doing a lot more in one workout, a mm. lot more thing, like there were more stretches we were doing in a workout, there were more movements. And the problem with that is uh, more is not always, um, you know, often there's this saying, often less is more, because when you do too much, you, in, in a one, one workout, you don't get enough volume on anything and it also, there's too much setup time. When you go from one thing to the next, you have to mess around setting up the next thing that you're doing. And when you've only got an hour to train or an hour and 15 minutes uh, or an hour and a half, whatever it is, then then every little five minute setup period, if you add that up, that might be 10, 15 minutes of the workout where you're setting up from going from one thing to the next. That's just wasted time. Yep. And that's that's the primary reason why I recreated the Mobility Masterclass and, turn, and created the Flexibility Masterclass is because when I was looking at it, I was like, a lot of the moves in that Masterclass are good, but there's too much. And I don't do that much anymore now and I get better results. And that's why I created the Flexibility Masterclass. So, and that's what the latest iteration of, and even people, um, you know, anybody that's been with us in the UMS online coaching program since when we started, I've stripped that back a lot. We originally we used to have handstands and front body line and back body line in every workout. Got rid of it because it was too much for people and people were just doing a little bit of everything and not getting good at anything. And I also even took away some of the supplementary movements at the end. And it's funny, some people, every time we've taken something away, come back and go, oh, but I really like that and I really like doing that. And my answer is, well, great, do it. But look back on the last six months and ask yourself if you've gotten stronger and more flexible. Because if you haven't, in my experience, what you need to do is less, yeah. uh, but focus on it more, more double volume. down on it more, more volume so, so on what, less. If I, if I read between the lines and just really make this clear to people, because we've got lots of people and I want to um, um, make sure that there's a, as much value as possible taken from the discussion. Uh, lots of people listening live. Uh, the, the the reading between the lines with what Rad's saying here is that there is an emphasis not only on efficiency. Efficiency is the macro goal. You got to make it as efficient as humanly possible, and that and everything we do in the gym is dyed in efficiency. Even to the way we lay out the equipment and the floor plan, there was a lot of thought that went into how we move people through the different areas of the gym to get the different sections of the workout completed. We we have a lot of um, the equipment uh, uh, organized in a way that everyone has what they need for the primary movements. Everyone has what they need 
need for this for the supplementary circuits at the back so they're developing as much skill as much strength as much fitness as much flexibility as possible with as little distraction and 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 uh, as little um, procrastination and setup time as humanly possible and all of that is designed in a way so we can amplify the amount of volume that you're getting on your workouts. So you're getting enough volume to develop strength, you're getting enough volume to develop flexibility, and you're getting enough volume to develop fitness. Uh, it's great to have um, uh, Mike uh, Skolnick on the on the stream here, who is actually training with us in Unity Gym. He trains with me every morning at 5:30 uh, a.m. One of our superstars here. How are you, Mike? That's right, and uh, and he's saying, yeah, such a great story, an even greater outcome. One hour a day at Unity Gym gets me phenomenal results. And it, it, it look, I'll be honest, um, Mike, when when we first deployed this and tr and combined everything into the one workout. It was probably hardest for me to stomach because I have a little bit more of a traditional training background as a strength and conditioning coach. And I just couldn't see how we were still gonna be able to develop lots and lots of strength in people uh, while, while stretching in the rest periods and things like that, you know? And, and uh, I think, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it genuinely did surprise me. I let it, we let it play out for a year and, and, and saw how people were responding and the, the results have really shocked me. You know, we got people in here who were very compromised and very unflexible and not very strong when they came in and after six to 12 months, they are beasts, you know. And you know what the t tipping point was? You know what the turning point was for me? Last year when I went to uh, present our model at a gym uh, to do a, to, to do a workshop for about 15 personal trainers and we, we i was sitting in the room and these guys were like what you would consider you know i've been a personal trainer for a long time i've worked in a lot of mainstream gyms so i've seen like personal trainers who really walk the walk and talk the talk and personal trainers who don't these were definitely personal trainers who walked the walk they all had a very solid baseline of strength and fitness and uh and and one or two had a, a yoga background so they uh, the a couple of the girls so they were fairly flexible as well but i looked around the room and when i took them through um uh our, I, I took these guys through our warm-ups at unity gym and mike uh, who, who knows this because he's done them a lot uh they these guys, these guys the owner of the gym came up to him and said man we did the warm-ups and the owner of the gym came up to me and said man that was an epic workout and all the guys were like knackered. They were all exhausted and they were having to line up and get drinks of water and things like that. And I was like, dude, that was just a warm up. We haven't started the workout. And we had another two hours to have a little play at some of the concepts in our workouts. And these guys were all sitting on the floor knackered after our warm ups. But, but that was not, not because of the amount of intensity in the warm ups, just because it was stuff they'd never done before, you know? And yep. it's new and it's challenging and the movements. And I'm sure. Um, uh, anyone who's watching who who actually trains with us here or in the UMS online, it's quite challenging when you first do it. You know, it, it, doing anything new is, is fairly challenging. But uh, when I looked around the room after a three-hour workshop with these guys, I was like, holy shit. Our, if I took our top 50 members from the gym, they would all outperform every one of these personal trainers in strength, flexibility, and fitness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, and these guys are, are high level personal trainers. And I was yeah. like, wow, we are, 
we are producing phenomenal results in our clients considering that the guys that were at this gym like most personal trainers have a lot more time to work on their physical fitness they, and, they and all, education and, and education you know and they all prioritize it because they have to because they want to represent a good uh, they want to present uh, a good physique to their uh, their clients and they generally will train one or two times a day because they've got um, breaks throughout the day where their clients aren't mm -hmm. training and they generally prioritize things like sleep and nutrition and all this stuff whereas our guys come in and all they do is the hour workout here and then they're out and they're back in their office sitting in a chair banging away on their keyboard you know very few of them have the scope to prioritize uh, their health in the same manner. And, and most of them are parents, you know, mm. so they're dealing with the stresses of- Maybe uh, not of, most of them, but a lot a of lo them. A lot of them are parents as well, you know. So that was the real real eye-opener for me. I was like, wow, our, our top members, our, our members that have been with us for tw uh, probably about 12 months, uh, would outperform the majority of personal trainers if you went and, and tested strength and flexibility and fitness together, you yeah. know. And, yep. uh, and and, and it, it, it's it's because of this process that we've spoken about this on one hand you know you had um, like Yanni has been obsessed with finding a way to make sure that the three of us can still do our work and, and do everything that we need to do and on the other hand I've been obsessed with wanting to really you know get good at what I do and then I've also been very obsessed with creating a class that um, that is that actually really delivers a result and that it just isn't some bullshit that's the same as what people have around the corner. And, and I, I didn't want to be different for the sake of being different. I just wanted something that really produced results and that made people want to stay here. But then Yanni also was really obsessed with having a class format that was um, scalable, that you could teach other trainers to teach, that wouldn't turn people off. And so there's all these different reasons as to why we've, and then at the same time, Richard would always be quite silent, but every now and then he'd come in and say something that was a real gold nugget around this, you know, something about, you know, Rad, do you, like, I wouldn't train this way because there's not enough of this, or, you know, I just wouldn't do it that way because I don't think you'll get better like that. And it would make us go, well, shit, hang on a minute. And it was through this refinement that's brought it to the state where it's at now, where, you know, it's been largely unchanged for this year. And it is um, honestly revolutionary. I've never seen anyone else do it like this. And there's people out there that I really, really respect and look up to with their ability, but I don't think that they're doing classes that are even close to as good as ours. And you know, I want to I want to take a moment here, like to, to go deeper into what Jerka said. She's saying one hour. How do you manage yeah, to be I was so efficient? Say that. It usually takes me two hours to complete the foundations workout. So there, there's a couple of reasons. Number one is what you already touched on, where you've said, oh yeah, the setup, that's a really big thing. And that is something that you will almost never be able to repeat unless you have your own gym at home. If you're training yeah. at a big chain gym, you're never gonna be able to be as efficient as we are because our members come into a class with the equipment set up exactly the way that they needed to. And we have created an efficiency model for classes like nothing I've ever seen before. We have 10 squat racks with 10 benches 
for 20 people. So you, when you go on bench day, Thursday, today, bent arm strength day, you go to one bench with one other person. So you're not trying to fight for the equipment with a whole bunch of people. And, and you go from the warm-up. The warm-up is done on, we have a big screen, 55-inch TV here with me taking you through the warm-up in real time so it gets done in exactly 10 minutes. There's no messing around. It never takes 11 minutes. It never takes 13 minutes. It takes 10 minutes. And then you move from the primary strength and flexibility movements into a circuit of four exercises where we get, I just had to refresh myself with what's in the foundations program, Joker. And you've got six exercises there. You've got an A1 and A2, they're called your primary lifts. You've got a B1 and a B2. In the in the foundations program, um, they're just opposing primary lifts or supplementary lifts. But, the, but we get this, and then you've got a C1 and C2. So it's six strength movements. We get exactly, exactly the same amount done. done. This is what I'm about here. to say. And this is really important. What you need to understand is what Rad just said is very, very true. First and foremost, the, the gym and the facility here is set up specifically for the workout and you will not be able to match that unless you train at a unity gym which is why it's so important that we open gyms all over the world. But two... Which is, is our plan. Yeah, that's right. Two is that uh, everything's to time and that one of the primary the objectives... Minutes. One of the primary objectives of the trainer the coach is to keep everyone accountable to that time and efficiency model and it is it is you know it's hard to match that you know they're not just there to help you count reps and to help your form and technique that's certainly something they're doing but we have aids we have visual aids and video aids to help do the cueing and get the the cueing right and we've refined every movement we do down to three simple cues. So every trainer knows exactly how to cue the individual. And, and everyone, if they, if, they, if they need a reminder, then you've got a visual cue on the wall and you've also got a video cue, um, which can help as well. So it helps the trainer keep that efficiency model going. So yeah, it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very hard for you. That's not to say you can't do it. It's not. But it, but oh. it is gonna be harder for you to replicate what we do in the gym in another gym because they're not designed for efficiency yeah, you know? but if you if you watch our members train if you like mike you can chime in here and say something th there's no stuffing around there's no um no one's looking at instagram between sets um people are working and they go from the strength movement to the flexibility movement then the a2 strength movement then the a2 flexibility movement and they keep just going back and forth like that until they get all of their work done and then they move on to the supplementary movement circuits. So it is, it's, it's efficient, 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 efficient. So if you're training on your own doing the foundations program or the progressions program, either at a big chain gym or at your own home gym, it, it's your job to minimize distractions and to stay focused. And what I would recommend is in the very, very least, and this is a hard thing to do in the, in the, in the, um, in the world at the moment, do not look at your phone between sets. Just stay focused on the workout and just go put some good music on, put something on that gets you excited, um, that gets you motivated. At, at times we've put um, those YouTube playlists on of the motivation playlists in the background. I've found, and Yanni's found as well, and Richard probably got pissed off because it wasn't really his jam, but we've found that they really kept us accountable to our workouts at times when we were going through a slump, like listening to those motivation playlists of motivational speakers, like they can really fire you up. Um, so yeah, and it's your job to, you know, Jerka, if you're doing it in two hours, I guarantee you that you can get that down to under an hour and a half within a week or two, if you really 
you know, double down on efficiency. And I, I do believe that you can get that down to one hour and 15 minutes, like what Lee's saying quite quickly. I, I, I know you can. I've written the workouts in a way that you can do that. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. so Aiden's got a question here. He's saying, I have to do L-sit pull-ups now uh, due to a low ceiling. I want to add weight. Do you think I could use a dip belt while doing an L-sit pull-up? Any experience doing that? Well, of course you could, but brother, show me a video because those L pull-ups, the L-sit pull-ups are very tough. Um, a weight vest might be a better option. Yeah, what he's saying yeah, is he's got, limit, he's got limited ceiling height. Oh, a dip so belt. A dip oh, belt's sorry. Gonna, yeah, a, a weight vest. going to hang no, yeah, below dip, quite considerably. So, you know, yeah... A lot of a lot of the guys at my old gyms used to hold a dumbbell between their feet. Yep. And um, he's talking about an L pull up, but you could pull it. I'd I'd put a dumbbell between my thighs, yeah. facing that way, meaning that the handle's here more before I'd put a dip belt on for sure. Well, the di the thing is, the nature of the dip belt it's got it's going to hang down, and it's yeah, it's going to be, be very difficult yep. and awkward to do doing an L. Yep. I can uh, imagine I can imagine your nuts getting squashed. Yeah, you're going to have a <laughs> chain running through your legs. And it's gonna, it's gonna feel. Have you ever been skydiving? It's gonna feel like you're skydiving, but instead of having a harness between your legs, it's a chain. So it's, it's could could potentially end in in tears, my brother. Uh, Mike Scully Skolnick is saying, "Yep, no messing around at all." But you get better and more efficient. Absolutely. Listen, and look, another thing, just quickly here, you know, Lee, Lee Clements is sharing her story about how she has streamlined along the way and now the foundations phase two takes about one hour 20 minutes and she also includes a solid warm-up and the spine mobility beforehand so um yeah look uh it's um it's definitely doable it's definitely doable if you systemize and streamline your warm-up and you systemize and streamline your primary lifts your supplementary lifts and your circuit that's either complementing on at Unity Gym, we have three days a week on the upper body days. We, we have a very complementary circuit that's specific to uh, adding volume to those movements. And in the lower body, we just, we still do, but we also include a couple of cardio circuits for really intense interval circuits. You, you, you know what, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk, because we do need to finish now, but I wanna talk about what we're gonna talk about tomorrow. I wanna frame it. If you want to know how we are so efficient, you need to have a look at the at-home workouts yeah. because that is your best way to look firsthand to the minute, look exactly how we get it done because I do it in front of you on screen in the time limit in uh, in yep. less than an hour um, and including the mobility routine i think towards the end of phase three i was even getting the mobility yep. routine done in, in, in an hour minutes. in yep. 60 minutes the yep. whole thing so that means that means a 10 minute warm-up um uh maybe it was eight minutes with the at-home workout 30 minutes on the clock there was 30 minutes of strength and flexibility yep. and then a circuit at the end and then the mobility routine and it was absolutely no more than 70 minutes. So you gotta check that out. And that's what we're gonna talk about tomorrow. We're gonna to talk about how we got so efficient with the at-home workouts. So tune yeah, in absolutely. for that. And remember guys, you can check out, there's, a, there's still a week of those at-home workouts on our YouTube channel that are available for everyone to see, aren't, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah they can yeah. still check out peak week of phase three on the YouTube channel. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that We're gonna go deep into how we did it for those at-home workouts tomorrow and, and uh, share all the key points and um, yeah guys that's pretty much all we got time for today Michael Hunter shout out do you need to be online during the foundations workouts or can you pre-watch and take notes what do you reckon 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, you can print out the program cards, can't you? Yeah. You get the program cards and then, yeah. and then that's a guide. Uh, Lee Clemens saying, love the warm down in the at-home workouts. No, oh, sorry. I, sorry, man. I zoned out. Um, Michael Hunter saying, do you need to be online during the foundations workout or can you pre-watch and take notes? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the idea, man. Yeah. You don't, like... Um, you've got to understand for those of like, I remember when I was starting online cause I did online coaching myself. I've been where you guys are yeah. and I did it. Um, I, I shouldn't say exactly who I did it with cause I'm going to rag on them a little bit as well because I didn't think I didn't get the results that I expected, yeah. but it was a very, very well known, very reputable. One of the, if you, if you start looking down the idea of wanting to learn calisthenics at least five years ago, this was the place that came up that everybody spoke about and yep. you know that a lot of people were doing. And, and I did it, so I've, I've been at that place. And you don't sit there having your phone looking at it while you're doing the workout. Yeah. You, you, you I do remember that every once in a while you'd do a form check and you'd go I'd have back to run and have back a and have a quick look. Yep. But you, what you do is you, you, you spend 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, really looking at the workout and understanding what it is and getting your head around it. And then you have your program card that's printed out. And then when you do your workout, you look at the program card. And then maybe every, maybe at the end of the workout, you, you'd quickly go back and have a look, or maybe later on in the day, you, you'll go back and have a look, make sure you were doing that move right, and you go, ah. And there's this process that naturally unfolds over the first couple of months where you get much, much better at this. So you, yeah. it's this old embracing the beginner mindset. You just have to accept that if you're doing online coaching and you don't have somebody sitting there explaining to you how to do it that you're going to go through this process yep. but the reason why you do online coaching why do you do it because within your area where you can get to you can't find a great coach that can teach you what you want and you've got to accept that if that's you that you're going this is better for you than just going ah that's too hard i'm just going to go to the gym and do whatever this is infinitely better yeah. and the way that you'll level up when you do it like this is how i learned calisthenics i didn't no one taught me face to face yeah. i had to learn how to do it i had to go well there's no one here that can teach me i better go online and learn how to do it yeah. you know but because yanni and i are, and richard have been strength coaches for so long we've been able to really apply what we learned from calisthenics and apply progressive overload and everything and, and, and incorporate it into the UMS the way we have in such an effective way. Anyway, there you go, guys. Anything else, Yoni? No, that's pretty much it. We'll mm -hmm. see you all tomorrow. See you, everyone. Have a good day. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.